Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. All right, open your Bible to the book of Revelation. I want to go to the last book in the Bible. You can act real spiritual because you can find this book. Revelation, <laughs> Revelation uh, chapter 3. Delighted always to have the Redmonds with us. We love you guys. And follow you from afar. Love your music, your new stuff, all kinds of stuff you're always putting out. Two of the greatest songwriters in the world, in the body of Christ. And they're great people. And um, they live, live right over here at Newport now, right? Newport, somewhere around here. And we're excited that, that they're in this area. And when, when he's not touching multitudes with their music, they are, they're able to be here. And we're so honored to have you guys. Look with me in Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. And I'll begin reading with verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David who he opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Verse 8, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. No one can shut it. For you have a little strength, you have kept my word, and you have not denied my name. I have set before you an open door. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight on the subject, really a, 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 um, a confession. My, my sermon comes in the title of a confession. And I want you to chant it and I want you to say it all throughout this message and hopefully for several days it will get into your spirit. And the title of this message is, The Lord is my doorkeeper. Would you say that with me? The Lord is my doorkeeper. One more time. The Lord is my doorkeeper. Something about doors that God likes in Psalms 24. said, lift up your head, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory will come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. And then Psalm 78, 23 says, You have opened the doors of heaven. One of my favorite verses is Hosea 2.15. And it said, I will give you a door of hope in the valley of Achor. Achor means trouble. I'll give you in your valley of trouble a door of hope. The Lord is my doorkeeper. What I really felt is that many people would be in transition and this is a noun word for your life in transitions in your life, moving through seasons and stages in life. Success and failure can be in the same place. You don't have to be very far from one to experience the other. And that in-between place between success and failure, in between one place into another place, is what we call a door. How do you get from one place to another place? A door. A room has a way to access that room, and it's through the door. And when you leave one space and you move into another space, everything changes all because of a door. A door separates one room from the other room. Which means, very important, your movement doesn't have to be far to make your transition. 
Because if I'm standing here and the door's there, all I have to do is have the door open and I can step out of one season into another season. And it's happened pretty quick because He can set before you an open door that no man can shut. I want you to understand that your movement was only one step, but you're in a whole nother room. Sometimes we think it's got to be big movement to make a transition and shift in our life. But you can be in a room of brokenness and just one step from wholeness. You can be in a room of poverty and be one step from a room of plenty. You can be in a room of sickness and defeat and discouragement and depression and one step through the right door can change everything. Even these, these doors can become those kinds of doors because you're sitting under the unlimited potential of God's Word in your life right now. And it shifts things. It changes things. All it takes is one step. Then you have access to everything in that room. And God says, I am your doorkeeper. Doors in the Bible are important. Open doors give access to something. Closed doors means you do not have access. So there are positive and negatives concerning doors. A shut door, we always think as a negative thing, but never will a mature Christian mourn over closed doors. A mature Christian. Now, immature Christians will cry over closed doors. I want the door to open. I want the door to open. And God shuts the door. And, and immature Christians will whine and cry over that, but not mature Christians. Because mature Christians never mourn over doors that God closes. Because they understand, if He closed it, it was for my protection. If He closed it, it was for my blessing. If He closed it, it's because He's still got a plan for my life that's better than that. A shut door means protection. Sometimes a door is shut because you need protection. That's exactly what God did for Moses when they came out of Egyptian bondage. They crossed through the Red Sea and God said, Turn around Moses. And here comes Pharaoh's army. They get, you remember the waters piled up on both sides and Pharaoh's army gets in the middle of the ocean. And, and, and God says, Watch this. These enemies you shall see no more. And God shut a door. And when he shut the door, it swallowed up his enemies. And what God was saying to Moses is, I'm shutting a door that no man can open. And that problem in your past will never reach you again. I've shut the door on it. And it's for your protection. Sometimes the door is shut because you need privacy. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your closet and shut the door. Sometimes people... Come to your house. You ever had people come to your house, maybe during a holiday or unexpected? They come to your house and you only got a few minutes. They say, we're coming over. And, and everybody starts freaking out and you start picking up stuff, running through the house, getting all the clothes that aren't folded that just came out of the dryer. And you're grabbing all the stuff off the floor, telling the kids to slam the bedroom doors closed. And you take it all to the back bedroom, dump it all on the bed and shut the door. And when people walk in, you smile as though you're good housekeeping family of the year. Everything's beautiful. But sometimes doors are shut because people don't need to see the mess. And God only wants them to see the clean part. And God shuts doors for our protection. And He shuts doors for our privacy. And I'm thankful for that. 
He opens doors and He gives you access to something or someone. Almost all sin can be traced to an open door you opened to someone or something and it moved into your life and because the door was opened, the enemy had an inroad. In life, there are doorkeepers. And it's frustrating because a doorkeeper can let you in or they can shut you out. Someone who controls access. Someone who can say, yes, they can come in or no, they're not getting in. And there are doorkeepers that have that kind of influence in life. They can shut you out, make you feel like you don't belong there. People who try to block block your progress. But my confession tonight is the Lord is my doorkeeper. Any door the Lord opens, for me, no man can shut. And any door the Lord closes for my privacy and protection, no man or woman can open. Now we ought to shout, if you, especially if you've had a few years, that you'd rather just it be done with that. Shut the door. Man is not in charge of my door. The devil is not in charge of my door. The Lord is my doorkeeper. There are some doors that need to be shut. And if the Lord is your doorkeeper, He knows how to shut them. Maybe last year or the year before or two years the last three years, maybe you had years you were on drugs or all kinds of stuff. You were tripping out, just going crazy. If the Lord is your doorkeeper, He can say, listen, can we just put a period at the end of this and shut the door? Can we just write those years off as your weird years? As your years of being strange for a year or two, and let's just shut the door. And when he shuts the door, we don't have to ever bring it up again. We don't ever have to talk about it again. We don't ever have to listen or think or meditate on it again. The door is shut, and that's the end of it. I'm glad I serve a God who doesn't just open doors, but he can shut doors and say, I don't want you to hold you, I don't want that to hold you back, haunt you, defeat you anymore. I shut the door and no man can open it. If you believe in that kind of God, give him a praise and I'll keep going because I, I want you to shout, the Lord is my doorkeeper. There's some doors that need to open for you. Some places you're supposed to go, some people you're supposed to meet, you need access to. And the Lord told me to tell you that He is your doorkeeper. Behold, I set before you an open door and no one can shut it. Not only is He your doorkeeper, What that means is really has great significance for our families because the Bible said in the book of Exodus, take blood and put it on the doorpost. And when the destroyer comes by, if I see blood on your doorpost, I will watch over your door. I'll be your doorkeeper. And when the enemy, the destroyer, tries to come in, the destroyer 
that may be assigned to your house to destroy you. I will stand over your door if I see blood on your door, the blood of the Lamb on your door, and I will say to the destroyer when he tries to come in your house, you will not come in this house. I am the doorkeeper of this house. You go on over there to that house or that house, but you're not getting in this house because there's blood from an innocent Lamb on this door, and this family belongs to God, and I rebuke you. I rebuke you through the blood of the Lamb. I'll stand over the door, the Lord says, where the blood is. The enemy wants access to our families and our homes. But when we put blood on the doorpost, the Lord will be your doorkeeper standing over the door. And when the devil comes, he says, don't answer this. I'll take care of this. Another amazing thing about doors... In the Bible is Isaiah chapter 6. It's the great chapter, you know, where Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. Beautiful expression of God's glory. And then he says, And at the sound of His voice, listen to Isaiah 6, the doorpost moved at the sound of His voice. The door moved at the sound of His voice. Since the Lord is my doorkeeper, sometimes He can move the door. And this is powerful. Because when He speaks, the door moves. There are some people, God does not want to have access to you and your family anymore. And when He speaks, in His Word is the power to move the access point, the entry point. He can move the door. At the sound of His voice, the door moved. There are some people that God says, I don't want them to have access to your life anymore. Have you ever opened a door to somebody and you wish you wouldn't? Have you ever gone to the door? You, you knew you should have turned the lights out and laid low. But, but have you ever, and we still have them. I don't know if y'all have them out here in California. But, but I, in Georgia, they still come like, the, like nothing against them. I, I, you know, God bless them. But the Jehovah's Witnesses, have you ever like had a long day? And, and you really didn't want anybody on your property because it's my house and this is weird nowadays. It used to be you could go door to door for stuff. Don't come to, man, don't come to my door now. I take that threatening. Amen. But, but, but you open the door and oh my God. Should have never opened the door. Should have never given access. But now they know where your door is. And the same is true emotionally, spiritually. When you, when you let people in that you should have never opened the door to, now they know how to get to you. Now they know where that emotional door is. Now they know how to push your buttons. And ever so often, God has to speak a word, and when He speaks a word at His voice, the door moves. And the next time they come back, they can't get to you anymore because you got a word from the Lord, and God moved that door. God moved that door. Some of you got online and opened a door that should have never been opened. But God's Word has the power to move that door. 
Some of you got in conversations at work that you never should have gotten in that were inappropriate. You should have never gave your phone number. You should have never gave your email. You should have never, and you've tried to shake your left, yourself loose from some situations, but they now have access. Maybe a soul tie, a physical connection happened that should have never happened, and they have access to the, to the weak part, the bad part, the part that pulls you down, but God can speak a word and move the door. It's time for your door to move. Somebody shout, the Lord is my doorkeeper. I've discovered that every time God gives me a significant word, my door moves. And some people don't have access to me that used to have access to me because if they did, they would cause me to abort the dream, the, the vision, the thing that God's telling me to do. And in transition, I don't need to be open to just anybody and what their opinion is. I need in my inner circle voices of faith. Some people have access to you that will cause you to abort what you should give birth to. They'll rob you of your faith. They'll shift your thinking into the wrong direction and talk you out of your miracle. When moving from one thing to another, the Lord must be the doorkeeper. I'm talking to people about trouble in your marriage. May the Lord... If anyone has access and trying to destroy that marriage, may the Lord move that door while I'm preaching. We need people who call us to the highest place. People around you who modify your behavior. Not throw fuel on the fire. People who don't take you down or take you down the wrong road. But God can move the door to those people in your life that, that take you to your lowest self. May the door move in Jesus' name at the sound of His voice. I'm doing more than preaching tonight. I'm prophesying. Guard your heart with all diligence, young people. Guard your heart with all diligence because the enemy wants to get an open door and access to your purpose, your destiny, your call. But guard your door. And if you did not guard it and you let the enemy come in, it's okay. You don't have to live in the shame and the guilt. God, the Lord is your doorkeeper. He can shut the door. Not only can He shut the door, but He can move the door and say, I know emotionally you feel something for that person, but I move the door now. And I'm about to bring new people into your life, blessing people into your life, spiritual people into your life, good people into your life because the Lord is your doorkeeper there are people who know how to stir you up there are people who know how to take you into your past real quick there are people who know how to take you to your worst place emotionally psychologically but God can speak to that door and cause it to move and say other people now have access to you rather than the same people with the wrong access to you. New people are coming into your life. Blessing people, spirit people, power relationships, kingdom connections. God can shut the door to poverty and in one service open the door to prosperity and blessing. Yes, He can. The door to joy can be open and the enemy can't shut it. 
The angel rolled the stone away and sat up on it as if to say, the door of joy at resurrection is staying open and no man's ever going to shut it again. And I'm just speaking today, the Lord is your doorkeeper and the door to joy is going to stay open. You're not going back into the stinky, dark, dismal, depressing hole that the enemies had you in. Now somebody shout, the Lord is my doorkeeper. I'm coming up, I'm coming out. He can shut the door on that season. That one person who knows just what to say, he can move the door. And they can still say it, but you got in a crazy service on a Sunday night and prayed through about it. And now when they get around you, they don't get on your nerves like they used to. You almost look at them with a divine pity. Everybody needs a door to open. And everybody needs a door to move to get that person who brings the worst out of you out of your emotions. There are some people who have access inappropriately and they bring the worst out of you and God can move the door. Say, the Lord is my doorkeeper over my house, over my family. Well, how do I get them out of my world? Well, God has ways and means committees you wouldn't believe. I'm praying so strong that I know this is a little different message, but I'm praying so strong that strange things will happen after this service. That if there are people inappropriately in your life, listen, may you drop your phone in the commode in Jesus' name. May your, may your computer get a virus if you've opened a door that you should have never opened. May the person on your job have to move to another state on the East Coast. If necessary, another nation. Oh, I serve the kind of God who says I'm the doorkeeper of that family, that house. There's blood on that door. They're in the right place at the right time. There's a prophetic word. I open doors no man can shut and I shut doors no man can open. Take a praise break. And I want you to see the enemy being, the doors being moved. You got a loved one that somebody inappropriately has a door to. May the word of the Lord move the door. Sometimes we need supernatural moving of God. Mm. Hallelujah. Have you ever noticed how faithful off people are? People who you really don't need. They're faithful in the morning. Faithful in the noontime. Faithful when the sun goes down. People messing up your world are faithful. But God's about to shift your door. And I don't know how He's going to do it. You thought they were so cute. And now you just maybe they'll have bad breath one night. And it'll just get in. You'll never forget, my God. My God, you're cute as you can be, but ugh. 
I don't care how, God doesn't have to play fair. The devil doesn't play fair. I want them out of your life and God does too. You love them from a distance. Let somebody else reach them. You better take care of you and you better let God shut some doors. He said every branch that beareth not fruit, he cuts it off. And if he cuts it off, quit whining and crying saying I want it back. Shaking is coming. They really don't want this word. <laughs> a shaking is coming. There's a scripture in Nahum. I believe it's Nahum 1 and 6 maybe or 8, somewhere in there. And it says that the affliction shall not rise a second time. The affliction is nine. Listen to this. He will make... Who's trying to conspire against the Lord, against His anointed? He will make an utter end of it. Come on now, church. I'm talking about a God who shuts doors. He'll make an utter end of it. I don't know what the issue is in your life, in your family, in your marriage, whatever it is, but hear the word of the Lord tonight and mix it with some faith. He will make an utter end of it and the affliction will not rise up (laughs) a second time. And then one more verse. Uh, I believe it's Hebrews 13. Have you got the one from Hebrews? It says, cast not away therefore your confidence. Maybe it's Hebrews 10. Have you got it? It's all right if you don't. Cast not therefore away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. Next verse. For you have need of patience. Next verse. Go ahead. For you have need of patience so that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Next verse. For yet a little while and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Next verse. Now the just shall live by faith. Listen to this. But if anyone draws back, there's no quitting. My soul will have no pleasure in him. Next verse. We are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. We, I love that line. There, that ought to be a song or something. We are not of those who draw back. We're not those people who back up when challenge and hard times come. We're not those people who quit. We do not quit. We do not draw back because the battle's getting intense. But we understand the Lord is my doorkeeper. He'll bring an utter end to this thing. He'll shut the door and no man will be able to open it. And at the sound of His voice, the door can move in one service. And He opens doors no man can shut. That's the truth. And he shuts doors that no man can open. I don't care who 
God wants you to have access to, when He decides and you pray and seek His face and say, Lord, I'm your vessel, He can open the door to any house in America. <laughs> That's the truth. And tonight, I've just stopped by to put this little word in your heart. You are not your doorkeeper. The enemy is not your doorkeeper. The Lord is your doorkeeper. Give Him a great praise if you believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you believe He's shutting the door on some things and you'll not see these enemies anymore? How many of you believe He's opening some doors into new seasons, into new dreams? There's coming a resurrection of things back to life. And He's putting an utter end and the affliction shall not rise a second time. Come on and shout and rejoice. Stand up on your feet. Let's stand up on our feet. Put your hands together and give God one more praise. I'm almost done. Give Him a mighty praise. Give Him a mighty praise. Now I want to ask you something. Who am I preaching to tonight? Who needs the Lord to be your doorkeeper? Who needs the Lord to move some doors? Moving doors. How many of you would like to have some moving doors? And it's not that you, you're never given the right to be mean to people. Even if they're mean to you, you. You have no right to treat people ugly. But they can't get to you. Because they may come with an angle and a motive that's wrong. But the Lord can move that door tonight. And say, you know what? He's raised me up into heavenly places. And I just don't see you like I used to see you. You meant it for my evil. But God meant it for my good. So here's the altar call tonight. If you feel like that this service is specifically for you. And this is a now word. By that I mean there's like, wow. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. Affliction will not rise a second time. I'm scared it's coming back, but the Lord shuts the door that no man can open. And He just told you the affliction will not rise a second time. That's for me. And if you know this is for you, I want you to get out of your seat. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.